Hey everybody, and welcome back to Keeping Up With Craft, a short conversation in which we... Shit, what's our intro? Talk about happenings in the craft community so that you can keep up to date. He's Michael Rogg, and I'm Andrew Welch from NY Studio 107. Yeah. Let's go with it. That, that one worked well. Today is the security edition of the Keeping Up With Craft podcast. So a thing that you may have seen flying around the interwebs is a fairly recently discovered vulnerability in the Image Magic library, and they've <laughs> nicknamed it Image Tragic. And it even has uh, its own spiffy uh, web page at imagetragic.com. And the, the tragic is spelled with an I-C-K, like Image Magic. It's clever. And basically, they discovered a vulnerability in the Image Magic library where there was some insufficient filtering in some places, and if you uploaded a malicious, specially constructed file and then tried to process it through Image Magic, then it would have the ability to execute some code on your system. And this is relevant to us because, under some circumstances, Craft uses the Image Magic library to do some image manipulations. Luckily, very, very quickly after this uh, vulnerability was reported, Pixel and Tonic released an update to Craft that put some mitigations in place. Granted, the way that we use Image Magic in Craft, um, you typically already have to be authenticated right. in some way in order to upload a file, and so it's very unlikely that this particular vulnerability uh, affected any craft sites. Uh, there have been none that I've heard of, certainly, but the Pixel and Tonic team did very quickly put out a new version of Craft that addressed those vulnerabilities by placing some extra mitigations into Craft. So if that's a thing that you're interested in, they actually, uh, this vulnerability in Image Magic was reported uh, about a month ago, uh, beginning of, uh, not quite, beginning of May, and um, but they've just now dropped all why you, of well, the CVE uh, first of all, uh, details. Why don't you tell people what a CVE is exactly? What does that mean? So a CVE is a is abbreviation for Common Vulnerabilities and Exposures, and it's kind of a standardized way of alerting the community that there are vulnerabilities in a piece of software, uh, vulnerabilities that you have found. Uh, typically what happens is you find a bug and you first hopefully disclose it to the makers of the software, uh, of the affected software, so that they can get a fix in as quickly as possible before you immediately announce it to the rest of the world. But of course, very quickly thereafter, you want to announce that vulnerability to the rest of the world so that people who are using the affected software can know that they might be vulnerable and that they might need to All right. uh, keep an extra watchful eye on... So this is uh, equivalent of hanging a wanted ad in the post office. In a, in a right. Yeah. But sort of um, the the step where you initially alert the public to the thing, you don't necessarily describe in great detail what you have discovered. You just sort of vaguely announce that you have discovered a vulnerability and if you have ideas about how people can protect themselves then you put those details out right um but then typically after some short period in which hopefully the makers of the software are patching their software um hopefully they get a fix out they release a new version and then the full details of the exploit 
are published uh, so that people can study them and, and be aware of them and you know peer review them and comment on them or whatever. But hopefully the full details come out after the makers of the software have had a chance to patch their thing. Right. So what uh, the guys at Pixel and Tonic did essentially is they put a little bit of a layer in between craft and image magic to mitigate this problem so it's not going to happen, right? So it still is a good idea to patch your vulnerable software, but I think this is a really good example of why it is a good idea to keep up to date. You know, if you have clients that are running older versions of craft or whatever, it makes sense to keep things up to date because a lot of times things like this happen. Security vulnerabilities are fixed and Hats off to the Pixel and Tonic guys. They jumped on it really quick and uh, applied something to uh, take care of it. But it only works if you actually update. That's right. But while we're in the mood of talking about security and and protecting your site from stuff like this, we thought it'd be a good time to review a few resources that are floating around the craft community for security best practices um, to know what to do to secure your sites and also to check whether you are doing a good job of securing your sites. Yeah, so a really good place to start is if you go to craftcms.com and you go to support and then you click on security. The first item that is up there is a relatively new article called Securing Craft that talks about a number of bullet points in terms of things that you should do to keep your craft install secure. Yeah, and actually there's a number of different articles under that security topic on the support page, and they're all kind of very worth visiting. But that securing craft article is sort of a, a master list almost of security best practices yep. for craft. One of the things uh, that it links to is a, a little shell script that you wrote um, <laughs> for making sure that all of your file permissions are set correctly. This is especially important. In fact, thinking back to uh, the very few times uh, in the past that a project of mine has been compromised in some way, it usually always uh, it, it always happened on a shared hosting environment, and it always happened because somebody else on the system got hacked, but my files had permissions set on them that were too liberal, and so vulnerabilities elsewhere in the system were able to compromise my project in in some way yeah so it's instructive the way that you mentioned this i mean really setting the the file permissions properly is kind of just a a common sense thing it's not going to stop other attack vectors but if someone does compromise uh, something like a shared hosting environment uh, at least you'll be out of the mix in terms of uh, being able to be attacked but basically all this thing does is it iterates through your entire craft install sets everything to the most restrictive permissions that it should be, and then only the directories that Craft really needs to write to, um, such as the uh, the storage directory or any uh, assets directories that it might have to upload, only those directories do they get write permission from the process that runs the web server. So it's a, it's a decent way to kind of nail things down. So yeah. go to the security page, click on Securing Craft, Read it over, look at it as a checklist of things that you should do before you deploy, and, as always, include this in your estimate when you are pricing stuff out for potential clients. I mean, this is not something that should be an afterthought or something that uh, you should just do on your own dime. Uh, it's an important thing to do. 
Um, but why don't we uh, quickly get to a pretty cool little plugin that just came out that also has to do with security uh, called Sherlock. Yeah, so you've got your, your checklist of best practices. And then uh, Ben Croker wrote this plugin called Sherlock that sort of serves as a way to just make sure that you are hitting all of the best practices that you want to be. Um, there's a free version and a commercial version of Sherlock. So if you're running a craft personal site, then you can get this functionality for free. And then if you upgrade to a craft pro or a craft client for for a, uh, a commercial gig, then uh, this plugin, I think, is just about like 89 bucks. So very affordable for the value. And it sort of iterates through a bunch of different checks, security checks, uh, and you can kind of set how conservative you want to be, whether you need a site to be under high security or, you know, just medium security. And so it will run through all of these checks. It'll tell you ways that you can improve the security of your install. And if anything ever becomes seriously wrong from a security standpoint, then it will be really noisy about it and throw up a flag in the control panel and tell you that there is some security issue that you need to address yeah and and understand that it's really a checklist i my i don't believe it actually fixes anything for you right but it will check it will Mm -hmm. check certain things for you right it will check certain things for you and uh, let me say is it crocker or croker because there's only one it's c-r-o-c-k-e-r is it croker c-r-o-k-e-r c-r-o-k-e-r well well uh, well, all right i guess it could be croker then i i don't know ben if you're listening please email us yeah, Hello ben. at craftpodcast.com and tell us how to say your name. Right. And thanks for writing this very cool plugin. Exactly. So yeah, so that's the gist of the show is hit up the craft docs, take that securing craft page and just work it into your normal build out workflow. Make sure that you price it into your estimates. And then if you want, you can download something like Sherlock just to double check you, make sure that nothing ever changes without you knowing about it. And just to make sure that you're hitting all of the security best practices that you want to be. Yep. So keep everything up to date. Build the security sanity checking into your projects. And your clients will thank you. I think that's it. So for the Craft Podcast, I'm Andrew Welch. I'm Michael Rogg. Y'all keep building stuff, and we'll keep talking about it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.